before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. Back to love conference. It's our last one. Oh, my God. I think this has been. Technically, it's the first one, though. That, I'm still blown away. I'm still blown away that we're here. Uh, but believe it or not, this is the only rematch that we yeah. have in, on conference championship weekend. So this is the only game that we can definitively say, hey, these two teams have played each other. This is what happened in that game. This is what we might be able to expect in a rematch. And in that game, we saw the quarterbacks just with a, a truly spectacular duel. Bo Nix, 33 of 44, 337 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Penix, though, the beast of the West Coast, 22 of 37, 302 yards, four touchdowns, did have two interceptions in this game. Uh, look. I've been I've been giving Oregon a lot of love all yeah. season. They were my preseason pick alongside Texas and uh, Ohio State and a bunch of other teams. They were one of my picks to make the college football playoff at the beginning of the season. I've been giving them a lot of love. And in this game, they had two turnovers on downs in the red zone. They had the missed game-tying field goal. And then they outgained Washington in this game, 541 to 415. They outrushed them. They, scored, they rushed for 200 yards in this game. They held... Washington to under 100 yards in this game. I said on college football game time, I said on this podcast, I said that they, that Washington didn't win this game and Oregon lost it. I thought Dan Lanning overcoached, but at the same time, am I giving Washington enough respect? Yeah, I, I because I feel the same way in, in regards to Oregon. And I'm, it's kind of a cop out to talk about the play on the field because what Oregon, in my opinion, what Oregon has done and what Washington has done since that game are completely opposite. While Washington feels like it's a nail biter every week, no matter who the opponent is, and Oregon uh, has been handling business. And I know their win over USC wasn't like dominant, but every mm -hmm. other game score wise has been dominant. And it feels like where Washington's defense has slipped a little bit from where we thought they were early in the year. Oregon's has stepped up even further and same thing offensively. And I know Washington got a couple guys back healthier. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a question for me because the way the teams are trending right now, uh, Oregon is a better team and that doesn't mean they're going to be better on Friday night, but the way they've looked over the past six weeks or however long it's been since their first matchup, Oregon has looked to be the better team, but the question remains who learned more from the first matchup and who can implement and change a couple of things based on that first matchup. I think Dan Lanning has to, as you mentioned, be very aware of some of the mistakes that not his team, but that he made in this matchup that cost his team the game, because I feel the same way. I thought that was a game. Oregon was the better team uh, and the scoreboard didn't reflect that when all was said and done. But you're talking about Michael Penix, who's played some big time college football over mm -hmm. the last two years, who's made some big time throws uh, and he's kind of fallen out of favor in terms of the Heisman look. And you have to wonder, uh, obviously, you've got the college football playoffs uh, on mind, but you've also got some Heisman stuff uh, in discussion, especially with Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. Um, mm -hmm. But Penix has made some big-time throws, and he's got an NFL arm, and they're going to have to take advantage of that because Oregon's defense has ramped it up, the, the run game. I mean, everything, everything from Oregon has looked national championship worthy uh, since their loss. And it's going to be interesting to see Washington. It's not, we've seen them do it right, but they've got to raise to the level of their opponent. Uh, a lot of times you talk about teams playing down to the level. 
they've got to find a way to raise it back up to a, a level that they haven't shown, in my opinion, in a number of weeks. And we're coming off back- Oregon. Yeah, exactly. And we're coming off back-to-back weeks where you had a good look at these two teams against the same opponent in Oregon State. In Washington, and I, you took it right to the end. I know it was a road game. Oregon, you flipped that. It was a home game. But Oregon absolutely dominated this team. And look, maybe maybe Oregon State was a tail between its legs after Washington got them. And, and maybe that helped how the Oregon game looked. But that's a rivalry game. And we saw a lot of rivalry games against teams that are not on the same level be a lot more competitive than the one Oregon. Fa- I just mm-hmm. Oregon is playing at a level that if they can sustain it one more game and then obviously you get into the playoffs, can you continue to sustain it? But if they sustain the level of play that they've shown, I think it's going to be very tough for Washington and for Washington, their passing game, their passing attack has not been where it was in the first five or six games of the season since they beat Oregon. They've got to find a way to get that back. Uh, Roma Dunze obviously has been outstanding, Uh, but you got McMillan back healthy. Uh, you got to get him back into into play. And I will say this. Uh, it was very wet and rainy uh, in the game against Oregon State. I think that limited Washington quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this game here, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, uh, weather should be outstanding. Uh, and that's what you want to see, in my opinion, for these two high-flying teams. I want to see them at that their best ability. Um, and, and I think we do get that on Friday night, but I, man, look, Washington may win this game and, and they're right there and they're a very good team, but I, I just have been so impressed by Oregon and what they've done since that loss, how they've rebounded with this complete dominance week in week out, sustaining that level of play has been incredibly impressive. Yeah. Oregon feels like a program trending up. Like you've said, they've won six straight games by an average of 26 points, Abe. Washington, not so much. Eight wins in a row have come by 10 points or less. But at the end of the day, they've won. And I said this on Twitter. They're the first team since 2010 to go perfect in Pac-12 play. That's a meaningful stat. And it doesn't matter if you win by a point or 50. A win is a win. It's just college football, man. I mean, crazy things have happened, and they've avoided that Avoided that just insane, crazy ending where they've come out on the losing end. They have the second-longest winning streak active in college football right now behind only Georgia, who's up to 29 games, which is just an incredible number. Um, But one set I do want to throw your way, Abe, and I want to ask you this, if it's a relevant fact, does it matter that this is a rematch? And do you weight the loser of that team? Do you think they have an advantage? I'm going to, I'm going to, before you answer though. So teams that have lost in the regular season have won more times in the rematch. Uh, as regular season losers have a record of 16 and seven in postseason games. Conversely, rematches that occur in conference championship games have winners of the first game possessing a 34 and 23 record. Do you think that matters at all? I do think that this being a rematch matters, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that I know it favors Oregon or favors Washington. I think it's about the coaching staff and what they learn from each uh, from that uh, game and Mm -hmm. and how they could apply that to their game plan the second time around. And and I think the team that does that better um, is the one that will win, not just this rematch, but uh, most of them. Mm -hmm. I think finding weaknesses you didn't find in the first game is one of the keys. And and this is about preparation. 
this is a it's a rare game where I think the teams are close enough that this may actually come down to coaching. A lot of times I think the players decide it. This one may be decided by coaching and and who responds from that first game to this game uh, yeah. in a better manner on behalf of their team. I think it's a fascinating matchup. I mean, um, here's the thing I'll say about this. I'm just glad this is what we got. Like we were asking as soon yeah. as that game ended, like find a way, I don't care what yeah. the tiebreakers are, find a way to get this to be the rematch because I think mm-hmm. it was clear by that time, midway through the season, that these were the two best teams in the Pac-12. And I'm just glad there were no wonky tiebreakers or random losses from either one of these teams that prevented us from, one, seeing this rematch, and two, for it being for a spot in the college football playoffs. I, I think it's what we've desired out of this final season of the Pac-12. I'm just very happy that it actually delivered, and now it's just I, I can't wait to sit down on Friday night uh, and watch this game. I get to go to a high school football game on Friday night, so I will be uh, I'll, eagerly I'll, following. I'll, on I'll slide into your DMs and keep oh, you updated. Let's do it, man. I love it. <laughs> no, it's going to be a fascinating matchup. I think at the end of the day, this feels like a football. What makes it most fascinating is is just this fact here. This is the reason I picked Oregon in the first game. It's the reason I might pick them again. I, I don't know. I, I don't. We're not going to make picks on this show, but the Ducks have the edge in a lot of different categories. Third down percentage, points per game, uh, most all defensive metrics, yards allowed, whatever. I don't care. But the clutch factor of Michael Penix has been truly a revelation. Like they, they have won a lot of these football games. They won against Washington. They beat Oregon State. Like they, a lot of these games, they've won because of just the up here of Michael Penix. And like I've used stats and figures and whatever crap. I use it and I picked against them because of it. I picked Oregon State to beat them. I picked Oregon to beat them. Um, I think those are the only two games I actually picked against Washington, but they won both of them. And I did it because I was looking at stats and I was looking at a lot of things that say, based off of the numbers, this is what's going to happen. This is what I think is going to happen. But the thing that is incalculable is just that I got ice in my veins category. And that is what Michael Penix has been for pretty much the entirety of this season. Like people say, people point to the eight wins in a row by 10 points or less, and they say that's a detractor. They say that's negative. What that tells me is that you got a dude, you have dudes on your football team, and Michael Penix is the ultimate dude. You know, like I, I said this when I was talking about Jordan Travis. You have the ultimate dude on your football team. I think Michael Penix is the is is truly the biggest X factor in this game. Some people might say that's lame. He's the one of the best players on the field. Oregon has the edge pretty much decidedly in every category. Oregon has all the advantage coming into this game. They have all of the momentum. They're a team playing at their best level. What they don't have is Michael Penix. And I think Michael Penix, if Washington's going to win this game, they need him to be Superman again. I I agree with if Washington's going to win this game, Penix is going to step up. I just find it funny that you're talking about Washington's biggest edge being against the guy who's potentially winning the Heisman. Uh, it, it's just, and I know what you mean. Yeah. I get it. And read between it, the lines there. It's tough to gauge Bo Nix because he hasn't necessarily been in some of the situations where he's had to step up the way that Michael Penix has. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. It, it, it's just funny that Bo Nix well, is sitting thing, on the though, ledge the here of a Heisman. Like I, I pointed to, to to a lot of the reasons why they lost the game the first time they played. Yeah, both of those, all three of those things, could have been prevented by Bo Nix, like. 
Am I wrong? Like, yeah, I think it's a Dan Lanning issue. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe you're it's wrong. a Dan Lanning issue. Maybe they went for it on the wrong situation. Whatever. But the thing is, if the dude on the field makes a play, like at the end of the day, if the dude on the field makes a play, we're not talking about it. This, we're having a different conversation. And I feel like Michael Penix, if put in that situation, would have made that play. I don't know. Is it a terrible play call when you should be kicking know. a field goal? I mean, you Look, tell I mean, me. Like I'm speculating at that point, but you know, I think it makes for for just truly a fascinating. The, the, the other thing that's that's special about this game. And not that the other games don't have some of this. Mm-hmm. It's the only one where it's a true winner uh, take all. Uh, and what I mean by that is there, there's no scenario where the winner's not in. Um, and there's no scenario where the loser's not out, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, you know, there, there, there are scenarios for all the other games where maybe it only matters for one team. The other team, they can win the conference championship, but they're still not getting to the playoffs sure. in regards to Louisville or Iowa or Oklahoma State. Uh, there's situations where, uh, you know, if, if Georgia loses, they may still get in. I don't think you have that here. I think this is a true, we're pushing all in. Everything's mm-hmm. in the middle of the table. Loser leave town match. Uh, and these are two and, teams and, who hate each other too, which I love. And it's the one that kind of kicks us all off. Remember, this is a Friday game with the rest being on Saturday. And so for it to be a standalone, to get things started the right way, uh, man, Garrett, I just could not be more excited for this one. I, I, this, 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 look, Alabama, Georgia is incredible. Um, this one's pretty close up there in terms of my excitement level. I'm fascinated by it. I think it's going to be a great football game. I have very little feel as to who's going to win this game. If I had to make a pick, I'm probably going to pick Oregon because the numbers tell me that. They're just the playing better football right now. They're just playing better football. It could football. be wiped away Friday night, but, but right now at the end uh, they're of the day, playing better football. But at the end of the day, what you've done to this point, it doesn't Relevant. matter anymore. Yeah. Nothing matters. All that matters is if you win on Friday night, and for these other teams, win on Saturday night.